but no, I didn't have Michael Jackson. I didn't have the closet Michael Jackson going. <laughs> the closet, that's a good way to put you know, it. It was, it was Cindy Lauper was the, and the police and, um, yeah, everything else was pretty much, you know, the rock, you know, the rock stuff of the day. Right. Ozzy, because I, mean, I remember Ozzy Osbourne came out with, with Randy Rhodes and that was, everyone loved that. So yeah, I was more on that side. I I didn't listen to. Uh, I wasn't hiding my uh, secret, uh, you know, obsession with anything else. Now we, you and I used to talk about how, you know, because you like Rush a lot, or maybe I liked Fusion, how we would refuse to listen to certain music because it was just beneath us. Like, so was there anything like that where, like, well, now you, as an adult, you? You go, you know what, this is bad. No, I, I had that I had that attitude just because we were young and stupid. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever believe I would never listen to something. So, like, okay. I, I, I was not a fan. And, again, this might have been, you know, I didn't like, like, I didn't like the keyboard-oriented new wave. Like, I didn't uh, like the English. Howard Jones. Yeah. And, the, uh -huh. I wasn't listening to that shit. I wasn't going to listen to Howard Jones uh -huh. or the Thompson Twins. Or, right. I, 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 just, I didn't like it. Right. And, like, like, Duran Duran, I always thought was a great band. Uh -huh. I liked their music. Uh -huh. I just I could not get down with their vocals. Like, they they had a certain harmony. It was it was them. It was yeah, fantastic. Signature. It was a signature sound. Yeah. And every, and and I personally just could not get into it. But I always liked their band. Like, the music was very I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked the songs. If you could just take the guy's voice out, I would have loved it. Right. Simon, Which is what Simon everybody LeBron. says about you know any band because basically. <clears throat> If you don't like Freddie Mercury, you never like Queen. If you don't like Geddy Lee, you didn't like Rush. If you, right. Yeah, it's, it's if you don't like the singer, you're not going to get into them, you know? So there's nobody you missed because of... Well, I think I missed a lot of, of that good shit. I mean, because I just, I didn't, I didn't go by the records. Right. You know? <laughs> or, or rather, I didn't let Chuck give me the <laughs> records. I didn't... <laughs> I what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the statute of limitations is uh, <laughs> limitations is gone. Tower but, Records? Uh, no, I'm talking Musicland. Musicland. Yeah. Boyne, Boyne Park Mall. Uh, I wouldn't pick those out for for uh, Chuck to let me walk out of the store with. How many times have we been at Musicland at Boyne Park Mall and watched Chuck vacuum the rug? Oh man! And then uh, put down that big metal. <laughs> thing yeah. remember they had a lock uh -huh. they had it halfway down first so people would leave get the yes, hint yes and then we would somehow go out the back or whatever and get into <laughs> the was it the bug back then which truck which vehicle was it he had a bug i remember it was the well, yellow wait. bug he had a yellow bug and then you used to, you used to drive the big cadillac around okay it was either your dad's zero or the cadillac we were in right was right it, my dad had a that, chevelle was that your sister's car the blue? i think he gave it to my dad yeah yeah she had a caddy a big old, just like the, the. Uh, it was the blue caddy. Yeah, right. It was like was some movie, some movie from the eighties. I remember being in that. License to drive caddy. Yeah, we were in that more than the zero, but we the Chevelle. The Chevelle yeah. the, the, we used to call it the Jap Zero. Right. We cruise around that sometimes, but I we were mostly in the Cadillac because it had more room. Okay, I think I might have destroyed the zero, and that's why we had the Cadillac. I don't think they were around the same time. I think that. Really? Think, yeah. Yeah, because, um, or, or the thing blew up. I mean, it was, you know. That car was awesome. The Zero? Yeah, that yeah. Chevelle was an awesome was fast, car, huh? man. Yeah. It was just, you know, Chevy, dude. American-made muscle Chevy shit. That was, yeah. it was a good car. I think it was a 1970-something <laughs> uh, Chevelle, yeah. And then the uh, carb went out on it, so he put a Weber on there. Which I don't know why my dad put a Weber on there. Because he wasn't. 
use a horribly slow driver. Right. Yeah. Maybe a um, mistake. I don't know. And your mom had the white bug. Yeah, that was originally Dad's, and then Dad bought that. That's Chevelle. the one that had the Sim skateboard sticker on the back. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I smashed up all those cars. Which your, your kids are getting, and mine too, close to that age where they're going to start driving. Oh, yeah. Did Next, you get that this letter? Year, I got a letter from my insurance that's like, Kate's not on your insurance. Dude. We just want you to know that. We need you to sign this thing saying she is not on your insurance. It's apparently they're a big risk. Oh, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, I certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and you call it the Jap Zero because... You didn't really call. I think maybe Dave Peters might have called that. It had boat racks on the top because yes. I didn't, I didn't, you know, uh, and I never ever had a boat. No, it was, your, it was your surf. You used to throw surfboards on it, uh -huh. but it they would make it would it would make a, a whizzing sound yeah. when you drive down the street. Because of, but I but do like Phil and I used to go surfing. So what we would do is we put our surfboards on there. We didn't have straps or yeah. bungees, so we just take twine. Okay. And we just tied the surfboards with twine. Right. And then so when we were done surfing, you know, we would just leave the twines. So that's what you're hearing is like twine going. <laughs> <laughs> but so you um, you're into you know the bands. You're into the three bands, and then you start taking lessons at some point. Yeah, I started taking lessons in. Uh, well, I started to Paul Jones down the street. He's, he was really my first teacher. Okay. I used to bug the shit out of Paul to uh, teach me stuff to, you know, to his, to, to his annoyance. <laughs> what kind oh, of stuff I'd, I'd force him to teach me all the Rush stuff he knew because he would play all the Rush songs. And, and Alex Lifeson used to usually feature like a one album. Uh -huh. uh, one song would have like an acoustic piece or something. Kind of right. like, I mean, not as heavy as Mood for a Day because Alex couldn't play like that. But, uh -huh. It would always be some sort of, you know, like acoustic intro to some songs, and so I would always force Paul to, you know, teach me because I had a nylon-string classical guitar because that's what right. I wanted. Those were the first things I learned was right. the classical intros, like "Mood for a Day" ish, right. and and the band Triumph used to do that too. Right, uh, you like Triumph too? Yeah, Triumph was a big band, and but you know they were rushish too, you know, sang okay. high voice, three guys from Canada, you know. Okay. Um, and yeah, he was a very good guitar player, that guy, and he would play a lot of acoustic pieces too. So I, I, I was attracted to the acoustic stuff first. Okay. You know. And you wrote any of that, or you learned from Paul, and then did you begin to write? Yeah, I mean, all of that, all of that starts. I mean, I still have cassettes of that of the, you know, the the beginning of writings, and yeah, so I started writing, you know. From there, so ninth grade is probably when that all started. Where I tried to start writing so songs. Right when we met, you were beginning. You were already writing songs. Yeah, I was starting to write and poems. I was always in the poems. So, and you know, I never put the two together really until later, where I actually, oh, these become lyrics. You know, poems were just poems, and trying to play, write little songs was was you know. I never made the connection until later. Do you think um, they're the same, poetry and lyrics? I don't lyrics? think so, no. I, I don't know. How are they think. different I, for I, you in your reckoning? Well, I, I, I think, I mean, the tech, for, for technical poetry, whatever the rule-based are, uh, whatever forms, 
if there's you know so many lines here or the rhythms or whatever yep. like that. So I think for classical or you know professional poets, yep. I don't think they're songwriters. No, I mean words. You know, just because they're words, like you know, an author who writes books, we can we can all write notes to our mom or or we can write letters to each other, but we're not authors. Mm -hmm. So I don't. There's a craft there. There's a craft. Yeah, an author's yeah. different than someone who just writes it down on a notepad. Right. To me, and and I think a poet is like, if they're a poet and they're writing poetry, I, I don't necessarily think oh just because they're words you can put them to a song. I mean, I, I suppose you could. I mean, there's no limits, but I don't I don't think poets are necessarily songwriters, and I don't think songwriters. Or lyricists. I guess what I'm asking is like, yeah. what's the difference between can you take a poem? Sure. And shove it into a song. Sure, but I don't think that's you know in my mind I don't, it's almost like uh, I don't think that because you're a, you write words or you're a lyricist and you're a songwriter I don't necessarily I don't wouldn't call you Walt Whitman you know I, I don't think you're a so you poet. couldn't go the other way either. I, I mean I think you can but I don't think that you're necessarily equal. If you took a song that you like where you like the words. Mm -hmm. And were you that type of person where you liked the words of a song, or did you just like the song? Oh, you, the words would totally be an effect, would okay. affect you, yeah. So if you, name one song that you like the words of, just when you're, it doesn't have to, it's not important which one it is, but just right. something that you like when in the 80s or whatever, that, or whenever, that, where you would like, oh, those words, I've thought about those more than just when I was listening to the song. Yeah, like, I mean, the mother from the wall. Okay. Right, you take those words right okay. there about, you know, a kid that, you know, your your mom's just got her hand too tight around you or, or your mom's got her thumb down. But what I love about that song is because it's both. It's the endearing part of your mom where your mom's protecting you and then it's also, mom, you got to leave me alone. Right. So right. I think that was probably as I, you know, because then now I'm, in, I'm starting to get a little older then and I'm 13 or 14, so things probably start meaning more. Yeah. And, you know, because before it was, you know, I want to rock and roll all night, you know. That's right. not as moving as... Well, take that song. Let's <laughs> right. say that lyrics from that song. Let's talk about both. Like, say you took Mother. Could you just take those words and put them on paper and put it on a wall? And would you... Or in a book? I mean, would you read the words to Mother? Or does it need No, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I mean I'm sure that is... In, it, in its... I suppose you could call that poetry I mean, for you, or, or is work? that a short story you know mm -hmm. like I don't know the difference technically you know um, if that's a short story or is that a poem or you know you know again are you going to argue about the rhythm does it have enough you know, whatever those the phonetics I, yeah because I, I I don't study poetry yeah in 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 an what do you call it, an academic way so I don't know if there's certain forms that would disqualify it, right? Oh, okay. I don't mean any. I don't mean from a professional point of view or even a scholarly one. Just in your own opinion. I mean. Like, oh yeah, like, you could absolutely hang it on a wall and put it in the museum, and people would walk by and read it and be moved by it. Now, would they be moved by that the same way if you did put like a Walt Whitman next to it? Sure, I think. So, so I, I think you don't see a. Di a di uh, Differentiate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't pronounce it. Right. Is there a difference between a poem and lyrics? Well, I, I suppose not when you, when you just take it at face value like that. Mm -hmm. um, and anything, everything's, 
is everyone's interpretation too, right? Right. So, um, yeah, for for the the boundless no limits, and of course everything's the same at that mm-hmm. point. But then, how do we start making different? How do we say this is that or that is that? Or who cares if we say this is that or that or that? Like, it's almost like there's two kinds of music, good or bad, right? Okay, right. It, it, instead of getting all snobby like we were when we were younger and say, oh, if it's not, if it's not Steve Morse, you're shit, you know, uh-huh. that's just stupid, you know, <laughs> but that's how I was, you know. Right. Um, why but do we, but why, I, I think yeah. people need to put, people need to categorize things for, I think just for safety nets or so they can understand it more or have a grasp. I don't know. I mean, otherwise everything would just be like, you talk about colors if 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 you just have every color all the time, is that black or is that white? Well, all the colors would probably be black right. technically because, and then I think white is absence of color, I believe, okay, but, I, right. but I don't know. So, I mean, you, know. you know, so like if you took the other song uh, you just mentioned, which is uh, uh, right. the so kiss answer song. To answer your question, yeah. I think in that light, then lyrics and poems are the same. Okay. If you can put them on a wall and people can read them, yeah. But and get something out of them. Sure, you know. Uh-huh. So, so you, so you're. Yeah, you're gonna put "I want to rock and roll all night long." Literally, the lyrics. Yeah, on a plaque next uh-huh. to you know some famous quote uh-huh. by or, or, or a philosopher. Well, like you you mentioned Whitman, so you have a Whitman yeah poem yeah, and then you have a um uh, uh the the kiss lyrics and then you have the. Pink Floyd lyrics. Yeah. All three of those on a wall. Right. It'd be interesting, I think. I mean, yeah, because, and so in that uh, realm, it, they're all poems, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. But, you know, and again, you take 10 people to walk by and read them all, 10 people are going to have 10 different, you know, right. effect, uh, or um, feelings. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's weird because so, yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I think differently. You know, I think like the, um, I feel like poetry and lyric writing are actually different. Yeah. Because um, lyrics, they need to phonetically fit into a thing to match the rhythms of of um, the song, mm-hmm. and that doesn't always allow you to write in a poetry form. Because right. if you did that sing song in poetry form, every song would be like the yeah. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know, whereas um, good lyricists, they have this w- amazing ability to use words in, a so- in the form. Yeah, of- that's what I'm saying. So, so as a craftsperson, yeah. you know. Because you've a, written lyrics. A poet. And you wrote poetry. A poet is different than a lyricist in that manner. But again, for, for a lay person to say, hey, is that a poem or a song? Oh, by definition. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you see them written on a wall together. Right. But yeah, like. But even like Peter Gabriel writes a lot where he uses sometimes sometimes his lyrical layout, yeah. right? Like what you just said about the rhythm. Yeah, the, the fanatics. He of uses it. space sometimes. Negative space. So, yeah. so he'll he'll have words going da 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 and then the words will stop and the music finishes mm-hmm. and that's really cool. And so that would be that's different than somebody being st- Stuck on that rhythm to finish that song, right? And, and, yeah. and see, and so that's a whole different thing entirely. Like now, you're talking a, that's somebody with a different skill. Mm-hmm. He's using because you're right. I would write lyrics. I don't have music in my head. 
you know, a lot of times, at least for Shoot the Moon music, we'd, we'd come up with music. Words came later. Like, I wouldn't write a song and then hear music in my head. Not me. I mean, you might have, but for me, it was, they were separate, and then we would mold them together. Mm-hmm. But when you applied words to, say, within reach... Then you need the then you need a rhythm and you might have to make edits. Move them around. Yes. To get you'll have to yeah. Then you then you then you need rhythm at that point. So when you wrote the words, because this would be interesting to Kate for Kate. Yeah. When you wrote the words, you know, you might have had to edit those so they fit in the song. Sure. That'd be lyric writing. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is different than poetry, whereas poetry was more. The way I think of it is that and I, I'm no expert, um, but I think a. You have a story like, say, It by Stephen King. Right. And then, and that's a big, long thing, 600 pages, whatever. You create characters, you create a place, and then make things happen. And, you know, it's, you know, and you feel something after you've experienced that, those words. Right. And then you have a um, short story like Hemingway, you know, and he would do the same thing, but quicker. Yes. Not as many words, you know. It's not as plotty. Yeah. And, but yet... You still, in that short story, you still felt like you experienced... The journey. Yeah, the whole journey. That's That's right. put it. And then in a poem, my God, these guys... Yes. They could make, in in just like fucking three paragraphs... You can go from zero to 60 and just... When you feel that same thing you felt in it. Yeah. And and so I feel like the poets have this amazing uh, level of prowess in using words... Yes, of course, yes. And and, and, uh, telling story... Just economically, yes, right, and rhythmically, yeah, and rhythmically. Because I can tell you when I write poems to have, you know, but again, most of songs that I ever put words to, they were just poems to me, right? So I never considered myself a lyricist because okay. the music was never a consideration to me, right? So, but when I write poems, there's yeah. a rhythm in my like when I, I would change words. You might have a word with two syllables okay. and a synonym with one, okay. and you're going to choose because you want the you either want the duh or the da da. Right. In in well, as I'm reading it back to my lines, so for I always had a rhythm, and again I wasn't bound by a specific rule. Structure. Or I had to have five or six yeah. or a sonnet or whatever the fuck yeah. a haiku. I I didn't follow those rules. Right. It was just a rhythm in my mm-hmm. head for just my my self editing of. How does this read? And again, I would dictate, and a lot of, and I remember showing things to some people that would go, "Oh, it should say this," and I'm like, "No, it shouldn't." Right. Because you ain't me. And right. And I'm headed. In other words, so it's like, I see what you're saying, but I'm I'm using this word because. Right. Because for me, it was it was the one to use. Right. And again, they were thinking that they would have. Like the other word. Right. Well, right. then you write a fucking poem, then. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an interesting subject matter because Kate's writing now. Mm-hmm. And what's really amazing about her is that she wrote this song called Venus. And it's like better than anything I ever wrote at her age. Maybe better than anything I've ever written. And, you know... So I think, but I, but, but you know me in our band together. You know, um, I like the songwriting, yes, more than the performance. And yes, always. Yeah, we and, couldn't get you out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> and now you're Mr. Social Butterfly. You know, <laughs> but 
Uh, so I like that craft of songwriting. I feel like that, that's something that's interesting about you is that you were this person who played... No, the, I don't want to leave the house. <laughs> we switch places. <laughs> we, we, you know, that you were this person who played guitar and then like, like maybe other people who want to write music, whether it's EDM or, or um, rock and roll or, or rap, like, you know, it's a it's a daunting thing to like just have this blank sheet of paper yes. and your guitar, and like, and then somebody says, oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna create a band, so we need four, you know, ten songs. Right. You make it from nothing, and you've never done it. Yes, it's a lot of pressure. It's kind of what you did, right? So like, what did you do? Like, what, how did you? What was that process, you know, of art? You know, where you learn? Because you, I don't know, if you would like to admit it or not, but you are a songwriter. I again, me, it was always they were always two separate things. I would, I would write songs, music. So chords. I'd write, I'd write a verse, chords. I, so okay. I, I put together a song where I thought this could be a song, and then I'd, I'd have ten poems that I had written from some other place. <sighs> yeah. And I'd look at them all, <coughs> and then I would try to see what should this be about. So it was always two separate things for me. And I know you'll talk, you'll hear people say that it's one thing for them, that they, they, they're doing it all at once. Okay. But for me, it was always a separate thing. Or, you know, I, I, I would never take words and try to build chords around them. It, I didn't work that way. Right. For me, it was, I'd be inspired by music, by sound, whatever whatever the inspiration was. I mean, I remember within Reach, I was sitting, I mean, <laughs> I did a lot of sitting at Matron. I was sitting in the warehouse. Yeah. In the back. I remember this like it was yesterday. <coughs> and yeah. I was sitting on a pallet waiting for a truck to load, you know, which was 10 years of waiting for a truck to load. And, uh, and I came up with the verse and, and I was trying to, I was trying to be for me more sophisticated than I ever was. So I used that, that D minor chord and I stretched it out, which was a, which was an Andy Summers thing to get that extra note, that nine note, the ninth. And then I tried to, when I, when I heard it, I went, okay, I want this note to move. Because I had never done that before. It was always just chord, 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 chord. It sounds like rush, chord, chord, chord. Don't make it sound like chord. Don't, like, don't make it sound like rush, chord, chord, chord. Right? <laughs> Why is that? Why just because I was, I was like self-conscious of, oh, it sounds just like you know, crazy train or whatever. You know? Okay. You're trying to not sound like something, right? Because you don't want to. Which is hard, your own Which thing. is hard to do when, you, when, you're, when you're not. As harmonically educated as a Mozart, or you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have that harmonic sense to, to make the, the decision making. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was all, do 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 do. You know, it's like, okay, don't sound like that, but, but be cool, you know, uh-huh. or whatever. You know, you're, you know, my limited vocabulary was, so I did that chord, and I, it, it was, it was the, the stretched out version, and basically what it was, it was the minor version of. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's police. It's um. It was one of their ballads. What was their famous ballad oh. from from the shitty police that we didn't like? You mean uh, every breath he takes? Yeah, it was every breath. He played major nine, so I played a minor nine. So it was the same. It was the same chord, but it was the sadder side, right? Okay. And I and I said, okay, I need to sophisticate myself. And so, in long story short, I, I tried something new that I'd never done before. Right. And I, and I tried to move the one note to make a melody. I, I, that's where the dun, 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 dun came from. Okay. 
and that was it. And I just, remember, but again, that had nothing. I didn't know it was going to be called Within Reach. We called it Moon Kent because <laughs> it sounded like we thought it sounded like real genius. Uh, real genius. Yeah. Once you started, well, it was the keyboard sound when I, you know, when I brought it to your house. But you also had that offbeat thing when you brought it. I think well, you were. Well, that was. Uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, and you know, yeah. and that was you know, and that is on that song in that real genius. It was the same thing. Yeah, but I didn't uh, get it from that. It, oh, it, I know. It just it sounded like that to us, and we laughed about it. But our working title was yes, yeah. Moon Kent. Moon Kent. I forgot that. Yes. Yeah, so, so you know, the music always came first for me when it was a song. So that was your your verse, and then how did you do? You, and then you came with the chorus later on. Yeah. Well, the chorus come. You know, that's where you just start. It's you know. It's similar chord. I mean, it's 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 two chords that are the same, and I slow it down. Okay. And what you, does that mean, slow it down? Well, you you, you have to you mean you may, instead of you know you basically hold it for two bars instead of one okay. or, or whatever you know you stretch it out. Okay. But by doing that, it sounds familiar because it's still the same sound, mm -hmm. and then but you could change the drums. You could you could place you know you could hit a cymbal and. And so that's where we would. That's where you and I would do our moon magic together. Was by speeding things up, slowing them down. Okay. Arrangement. You know, I tell you, play a Picaro shuffle. You know, for the four thousandth time. I've seen that for years. Um, so you then, I mean? so yeah. So now you have. So then you. Then you went. So yeah. So yeah. once we have this, you. We went would, to the garage. You'd get a rough. You'd get a rough track. Yeah. We, with, uh, with we, used a, we used visions. Yeah, and you had a drum machine, or you had it on the keyboard, or whatever. It was keyboard. A click track, or and then yeah, we and had so a click then track. I would take that, and then I'd I'd write words, or I would have a poem already written. Right. But that's how I would do it. I I, I couldn't do it any other way. I, I and I've read I've read, you know, stuff on all of our heroes, and they talk about how they can hear a song in their head, or they can. Mm -hmm. They can they'll they'll write words and you know it's Salisbury and he's like singing it while he's writing it down. Mm. That was not how I I could I, not I never do wrote it. That way, I couldn't do that. Right. It just wasn't your process. No, my process was taking two things and meshing them into one. Right. And, and then with you, it would then it would turn into because you and I are when we would mesh our ideas together. Yeah. That's when things would be created that I could never create by myself and you could never create by yourself. Right. That that's when that. That's when the explosion of ideas would happen. Right. So, so there's uh, no way I could have ever done those things by myself. Right. It would be different. It would be just a different end product. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the the chords and the words would be the same. Yep. But the the, the sound, like the way it came out, right. uh, you know, Wacko's part or whatever. Yeah. I mean, none of that would ever be. I I didn't imagine any of that. You know. Sure. And I'm sure you didn't either no. when when I play a guitar part on top of some of your chords. No. You no. you didn't ever you never told me what to play. No. Uh -uh. And if you look at that song Moon Kent, if you see it on the old Akai 12 track, you know Moon Kent, you'd never <laughs> think that would become within reach. Exactly. Because that doesn't the sound of that title doesn't have anything to do with. No. You know. Yeah, that's how that's how I did, it, and I still do it. You know. Um, it's always music and then words. So you get your chords together, you get a, you get your your uh, arrangement. Then we laid that down. We laid it all down, and then we. Uh, did you have the words, or no? When we laid that down. No. Okay. 
a lot of times I would I I would need I would need the the rough draft. Yeah, to hear that yes. structure. Because then we had a new structure. Yeah. Mine was just you know it could be. I mean, verse chorus. You know, you and I would always play it in four or eights. It would, it would yeah. be that would be fine. Yeah. And then sometimes we throw like a little. But intros, or yeah. if there was middle sections middle that, section that we didn't know of, or we yeah. we decided later. That right. all came from rough drafts because I'd have to hear it as a whole. Right. And sort of uh, edit it. Yeah. Right. So then, so then, uh, okay. So then you have the thing arranged, and then you would, you know, make up or and or put words to it. Yeah. Yeah. So on that song, would you know? I know this is a horrible question, but I'm just asking personally, and I, I've asked you this before, but I think I forgot the answer, which is just, what was that song about? Well, unlike most of my songs, uh, it's just about you know, good versus evil, and. Uh, being nice to you, being uh, you know the good of humankind, you know, mm -hmm. it's that that song's about you know helping someone, mm -hmm. and you know at the time a lot of those would be you know me helping myself or trying to convince myself to do better mm. or whatever. A, a lot of that is is me you know being hard on myself or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so within reach is just a generally to me what I wanted to convey to listeners was that it was a general you know, lend a helping hand kind of song. Okay. It wasn't specific. It was just, that was the general. That's a good thing to lend a hand. Yeah. Like, Hey, someone's fucking needs some help, help them out. You know? Right. That's why within reach or was within reach another. Yeah. Within, within reach is, it's like goodness is, 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 is nearby. Okay. Goodness okay. is within reach. So, okay. you know, when it talks, you know, there's a couple lines in there, you know, again, it would be, I was always just constant opposites. It was light versus dark. So know. contrast. Yeah, it was good versus... It was always... Okay. It's all The Hobbit, okay? It's Lord okay. of the Rings. It's, okay. it's the good against the bad. It's the comic book, you know, superheroes against the bad It's an guy. old story. Yeah, it's the story, right? It's how Ron Howard would say. It's just one story. The one story of good versus evil, uh, right. right? So, um, when you know what it talks about, you know... Uh, People shunning you, or you know, you walk by and someone, you know, almost like that. It was like the Breakfast Club too. That, you know, we we love that movie. And what was that? The Simple Mind song. You know, don't oh, forget don't about forget me. about me. So it's that. Okay. It's it's kind of that. Like, hey, we were in detention, and you you know, you actually talked to me for for four hours, but you can't talk to me at school around your friends. Yeah, I think one of my favorite lines from that song is, um, "Looks that push me away." Looks that push That's you what away. I'm talking about. Yeah. It, it's you know, and then there's and, and there's um, there's no light behind such eyes. Where you, you're what does like, that mean? I it's never like understood a, that a one. dead look. Like the, oh, okay. Or so you're trying or to get some. You're lying to me. Okay. Like okay. there's no light behind your eyes, and okay. you're bullshitting me or whatever. Okay. So you're hoping that this person is going to give you some connection, and they're not. They're ignoring you. Yes. Because, oh. Correct. Okay. Yep. And then, I, and then basically saying that if you were in trouble, I'd come get you. Right. You're saying that I, I'm not like you. Right. I, I would help somebody. Yes. Right. And that's like when I say sometimes we all got to reach. Yeah. That's like the world. Like sometimes we all got to fucking help out. Like, right. We have to start feeling safer and closer. So that's a general we are the world. Like it's more... It'll be more of a healing. We are the children. You know, 
I saw this great, um, <clears throat> yeah, I saw this great clip. I'll just, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but it's Cindy Lauper and uh, Lionel Richie, Huey Lewis. Oh, and Pink comes in? Did you send me that? No, it's a, uh, um, they're, they're, because I don't know if you knew this, I did not know this, but they, they, when they did We Are the World, they literally did it <clears throat> nearly word at a time. Wow. Yeah. That was oh. Quincy Jones, wasn't it? Yeah. And so you had Michael Jackson, and you had Huey Lewis, uh, Kim Carnes, yeah. and Cindy Lauper. They're all in this that one little section. Okay. And you can tell they're in a studio. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally the video you saw. So, like, when you saw them do that, they're lip-syncing. So that they weren't really... But, but, um, but, that does, but that shouldn't, you know, detract from their talents, because, like, it was amazing... Their takes, like, you know, Mike Michael's doing his thing, and it just sounded so cool, like the right. timbre of his voice, yes, and the way he delivered it was just so fucking cool, you know. And then, because it's not the greatest song in the world, you know. Right. And then Huey, he did his thing. He's got that head voice. Uh huh. It's so husky and it, God, it, I mean, he was just like sound like a fucking guitar or something. You know, just <laughs> beautiful. And then Kim Carnes had that real, yep. you know, Rod Stewartish thing. And then Cindy did the, you know, wow, 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 you know, that thing yeah. where she's oh, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she kind of shouts a thing out. And, and so I have to send it to you. There's a clip on YouTube of them working that out. Um, and they literally worked it out right there. You know, like you saw the video of them doing the whole song. But apparently when they built that song, they kind of just built it all right there in studio. And you see in the background, like, whoever else was there. Well, you there. can imagine they didn't have much time. Like, they all did it in a couple hours probably it looked like it I mean how do you get all those people together That's at one thing. time I mean right they're all at the time they're all a bunch of big shots huge you know? people yeah so and they yeah. got a lot of them together a lot so there was there was some uh, I have to send that to you you'll you'll, you'll like it there was some personal assistance uh, having nervous breakdowns that oh, week oh there's a lot of <laughs> I can only imagine the backstory and all that yeah the there was story. a lot of my people will do lunch with your people 